Ooh, what a lovely plan. I think I'll use it. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So yeah, you know what? You're going to stick around with me, yes? Yeah. Okay. Join me on the flip as we talk about keep your plans to yourself. I'll see you then. So I am talking to you today about something that uh, I think is common sense, and yet and still I have fallen for it in the past. And so if I'm a little jaded and skeptical and salty, (laughs) just, you know, ignore that part. But today I'm going to be talking to you about how to keep your plans to yourself. I'm going to say this, and um, it, it is what it is. I have had the privilege of knowing some very successful people as well as some very nice people. And yet and still, these people, they are, oh my gosh, hmm, they are so good at taking your plans that it, it just it just baffles me. And so with a bit of complicated love, I've had to learn that just because you're excited about something, sometimes you need to just get a live plant and talk to it and tell it your plans because, yep, like my grandmother says, your business gets out there because you tell it. Now, I'm not talking about anything that happened to me recently. So don't don't think that I'm going through something, you know, right now. Although I do sound like a little boy going through some things with my voice right now. But um, <laughs> no, this is really about those wisdom smacks that I have promised that I'm going to share you that I have to go through and that I have to remind myself. Okay, so I'm going through some uh, changes and some new things. And I was thinking about this uh, the other day as I'm moving through the process of what I'm doing and how I've been keeping it close to my chest and how it's actually been going really well because I've been keeping it close to my chest. And so here we go. So the first thing is, is you guessed it. Keep your plans to yourself, lest people come and steal or copy and possibly beat you to the punch. So there's that. But the bigger one is not really that diabolical. It's just that this is what um, now we have research to back it up. And that is when you start talking about your plans and you get positive feedback from people, they say, oh, that's a good plan or I like it or it makes sense or yes. Um, Sometimes. The hormonal response that you feel within yourself is enough to give you a, a feeling of contentment where it either steals some of your fire to do the to do the plan or it makes you put it off because you've already gotten the feedback that you're possibly needing uh, for doing the plan in the first place. And I am so guilty of this, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I call myself running it by someone to see if it makes sense and this kind of stuff. And I, I've now had to get to the point where I'm like, you know what, the only time I'm running it by somebody is when they see it happening. I'm like, oh yeah. And it's kind of like a, yeah, I'm doing this because I, I can't say that you're wired the way I am, but I'm wired like a lot of people. And we have to be careful because just talking about something today is enough to make people feel like they've done something. Case in point, 
clicktivism. It is this phenomenon that we now have with social media that people feel like they have done their job when they click a like button um, or when they give some type of digital reaction to someone's message, news, or posting. And so a lot of uh, activists and Organizations have been feeling this for some time now because of this quote unquote click to uh, click to visit, where people are like, well, yes, I saw your post. I liked it. But did you go out and um, donate? Did you volunteer time? Did you help with resources? And so that's another example of this thing that I'm talking about of how you can weaken your resolve and your tenacity to get out and get things done. So just be mindful of that. But I don't want to spend this time talking about that. I really kind of want to get into some practicalities of, you know, how to keep your plans, uh, some wisdoms on the things like that and everything. But uh, but as I'm getting to that, let me set this up. And I want to make sure that I make a differentiation between a plan and an idea. Now, it's okay to talk about, you know, ideas within reason. And I'm going to say this. Ideas, real ideas are cheap. It's the plans of action that are priceless. I'm going to say that again. Ideas are cheap. It's the plans of action that are priceless. And so much so that I know in the United States, uh, the copywriting laws, patent laws, and those types of things, they have had to, because of previous incidences, they've had to say ideas, titles, things like that. You can't copyright them. You can't patent them because ideas come to everybody. And thus, ideas are cheap. Have you ever seen, you probably have, but I'm just going to ask this rhetorical anyway. Have you ever seen someone who made something popular or had great success? And then all of a sudden, people come from out of the woodwork saying, you stole my idea. And they actually have proof that they had the idea at a previous time. but. When they find out that, first of all, you really can't copyright an idea. And then then they realize that this person had no way of knowing anything about your idea. Or even if they did, they can just claim that it was inspiration, but that it was the actual steps of enacting the plan where you could have made money if they had taken that. That's where a lot of people get tripped up. And so it's it's it it, it just kind of gets to the fact that we have to realize there is a creative process, but there is also a practical process that really matters. And so I've had, <laughs> oh boy, I've had people, bless their hearts, they did not know, but I've had people say, I have a wonderful book idea. Oh, you can, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, you, I'll give you this idea, you write it, and we can share the profits. And I'm like, nope, that's not how it works. <laughs> and, and, you know, because ideas are cheap. You can give 15 people the same idea. And if they all have an action plan and they bring it to fruition, you're, you're most likely going to have 15 different ways of doing it. And maybe some of them will be similar. But it's about that action. And so now that I've, I've, I've said that, I want to say this part. And this was a big wisdom smack for me that happened a few years ago. And uh, when I had opportunity to uh, work with some um, movers and shakers. And this is what I learned. And that is, again, ideas really are cheap. It's all about your uh, action plans. And the true power brokers, get this. They don't buy a product. They don't buy an idea. 
Nope. You know what they buy? They buy the instructions, the plans, the recipe, the rights to the creation uh, process, the distribution. That's what they buy when they are looking at uh, acquiring something of great worth. And the reason why is because, like I said before, the idea is cheap. Think about it. All of these things that I'm going to mention do the same thing. They have the same idea. And so you have uh, tennis shoes, bicycle, skateboard, scooter, motorcycle, automobile, electric automobile, um, chopper or helicopter, plane, rocket, spaceship. All of them transport from some one thing to another. So they're all in the same general idea. It's the execution of what, of how you pull it off that matters. And so that's why I just wanted to make sure I said that because it took me a while. I'm like, y'all, I'm really on, um, I'm on the challenge tip when it comes to a lot of these concepts. So if you already know this, good for you. I'm so grateful. Um, but hopefully it'll be just a refresher for you. And if this is something that you are listening to and you're like, hmm, and you're getting a lot of inspiration, good. I'm doing my job here because I needed to remember this as well. So I just want to make sure that you understand that ideas really are cheap, but it's all about the plan. So with those plans, I'm going to talk a little bit about two types of plans. Um, that you may already know the differences, but I'm going to go on and say it anyway. And that is um, the two different types of plans you have uh, will be uh, an execution plan or an implementation plan. Now, I said that out of order. Implementation plans are where you have a little more um a little more information about the creative process and the background of it. And it is kind of like an overview plan. So when you have an implementation plan, it's where you're taking an idea and you're breaking it down into its components. And then you've got your goals, your agendas. You might have some research in there. Uh, You possibly have demographics if you're dealing with that type of thing. And it is a 30,000 foot view of how you're going to take an idea or research or your notes and turn them into something tangible. Okay, so think of that as the overall playbook. And I don't know why um, a football analogy just came to me because I don't know anything about football, so I'm not going to even say it because I could possibly be wrong. Okay, so we got the implementation plan. It's the 30,000-foot view of all the components that are going to be needed to pull this off, to turn this from a cool idea to something real. But then you have an execution plan. And your execution plan, that's going to be your foot soldiers. That's going to be the boots on the street. That's going to be the granular down on the street. This is what we do. Uh, it's going to include your tac- your tactics, your techniques, your tools, your manpower, your resources. And so it's going to include allocation of effort, resources, monies, and it's going to be right in the thick of things. And these two plans work very well together because your overview plan is going to kind of be, um, not going to, but it's, it's the plan that 
the the generals have, and then they give this to the uh, supervisors and the managers. And then the execution plan is the plan that are that's given to the managers, the team leads, and and the um, the people actually doing the project. And so it's the daily marching orders. It's the do this today. This you know, is what you're going to be doing because the scope of a, um, a execution plan is going to be tight and it's going to be uh, managed in a way that it's made for multiple small or even micro wins. All right. So for instance, an implementation plan would be the overall playbook, whereas the execution plan is going to be the smaller play-by-plays Who's going to be doing things? Like I said, it has bigger details of what's actually going to go on. All right. So now that I've made those two, what I'm going to say is this. Keeping your plans to yourself means that you don't give out your implementation and your execution plan. And you don't give those out because someone can come in and they can take all of that hard work that you've done and just go do it and usually do it faster. I found that the more emotionally invested you are in a plan, the more you have to contend with by way of obstacles to get over yourself, to get over overthinking it, um, to get over feeling overwhelmed, all of that stuff I've been talking about in in these uh, recent podcasts. Uh, but if you have someone that has an antiseptic view of it and it's just laid out there, step one, step two, step three, and then the uh, implementation plan, um, that's the execution plan. And then the implementation plan is we're going to do this because of this. We have this resource. We found um, the reason why this is going to work and that's going to work. They can be like, okay, cool. And they can just go do it. And that's a lot of times why you see someone has a great plan. I didn't say idea. They have a great plan. They mention it and then someone runs with it. And before you know it, they've made it to market faster than the person who actually came up with the work. So that's another reason to keep it close to your chest and keep your plans to yourself. All right. So now let me just give you some some just common mother wit sense. I'm going to talk about plans that you should never share and plans that it's okay to share them. Okay. All right, so here are some examples. This is not exhaustive. These are just some to get you on the right track of uh, getting inspired to understand how this can be, how, how you can put this to work for you. All right, so types of plans to never share. And these are not the uh, ones that you think I'm going to say, okay? So I'm just going to give these because certain plans, like your operating plan, and I'm not talking about just for business. I'm just even talking about your life. Uh, well, let me just give you, a, for instance, if you're talking about your life, a plan for a mate, uh, a significant other, uh, a spouse. Don't tell people your plans of how you're going to go about doing this. Don't do it unless you're, you've already gotten one and you get paid to help people do this. But don't, uh-uh, don't give them your plan. Okay. All right. So now that I got that out the way, here are some plans to never share that you might not think about, but your plans of protection. I don't know why it is that we get so uh, sidetracked that we tell the most valuable plans because we don't realize that they have great value to them. Now, when I talk about a protection plan, I am talking about the ways that you are going to have a risk mitigation. Now, most people, they think about, you know, a protection plan as 
something tangible, something that, you know, like a, a security system for your home, a safe for your valuables and your monies, a life insurance uh, plan to protect your family from um, losses and things like that. But you can also have a protection plan where you are learning to uh, be able to uh, mount a offensive or a defense whenever you need to. Uh, there are many people, you don't even realize it, but they have a protection plan. And a lot of times they call it a contingency or a plan B. So that's a, another way you can look at like, quote unquote, a protection plan so that if um, your your main plan falls through, you have something that you can fall back on. And it takes some cunning and shrewdness in some cases to have this plan, but this is something that you should never share. All right. The next one that you might not think about is going to be your strategy plan. Yes. So your strategy plan is going to be that part of the implementation where you are looking at what you want to accomplish. It is your before and after. And so it's where you start, where you end. So if you have a strategy plan, say for instance, you want to lose weight. Okay. Let me just give you that instance. And your protection plan is going to be that if this diet fails, then I'm going to uh, join WW. Uh, I'm not endorsing anybody. I'm just, I mean, Weight Watchers is just the first thing that came up off the top of my head. So if this plan doesn't uh, work, I'm going to um, go and do Weight Watchers uh, online, you know, and uh, that way I'll, I'll have another plan. Or even if this plan doesn't work, <laughs> then I'm going to make sure that I have all the shapers and everything and I'm going to have the dress that I'm trying to fit in for for this special occasion, I'm going to order it in two sizes. And so if I have to, I'll have the larger size, you know. So protection plan is, is like a plan B, a contingency as well. Now, it can also be just straight up protection, but it, it has a broader, broader scope. All right. So um, the strategy for that type of plan would be I am planning on going from this size to this size by this date um, so that I can do X, Y, or Z. That's a simple strategy plan. The actual um, uh, the actual plan of uh, execution would be um, I'm going to have this particular diet. I'm going to get this trainer. I'm going to uh, have this kind of exercise. I'll do it at this time. I'll do it on these days. And, um, you know, all of the, the on the ground step-by-step. Uh, -step. So the implementation plan is that 30,000 foot view that contains the strategy. And then the execution plan is the step-by-step -step with the tactics and the techniques, the tools and the resources that you're going to use. I hope this is making sense to you guys because I don't have your feedback right now, but I hope it's making sense because this is really good stuff. Uh, trust me, it'll save you. It'll save you so much heartache. Okay, some other plans that you should never share are uh, plans like what kind of offensive moves you're going to have. A lot of times people, when they get when they get to a certain level in their life, they start moving from being reactionary to proactive. And that is when you start doing offensive moves. And the reason why you don't want to share these plans is because a lot of times offensive moves are going to offend people because you're going to change. And you should not tell people what you're going to do. You should not broadcast, forecast, or call attention to offensive moves. Let's take that um, lose weight again. 
So what if you have to go or you get to go to a family event where everybody's going to be there and you want to make sure that you're looking really great? And maybe you've got some friends or siblings that are going to be there too. Um, and you have always been the one that they kind of look down on, uh, where you're, you're, you're not as tight and right as you'd like. The last thing you want to do is tell them that you're going to take the offensive, uh, get in shape, because when you get back to this place, you're going to make a play for this or that or who he or her or whatever. Um, don't broadcast that. Don't let people know what your offensive moves are because they will plan a counterattack. It, it just is what it is. Offensive moves uh, relate to the games you play. And when you play games, you get someone playing against you. Okay. And then this next one, uh, this is one that I think a lot of people don't realize that you need to have. And I'm actually working on um, uh, possibly devoting um, a podcast to this by itself. And that is your secession plan. And the secession plan is a graceful way to pass the baton. Um, it doesn't mean that you're getting older. It just means that, say, for instance, you've, you've uh, had a successful run at something and it's just time to move on. The best thing you can do is have a secession plan where it becomes a smooth transition, where it is a win-win for everyone. If you say, for instance, you want to, you've gone as far as you can in the current job you're in and you're just not fulfilled anymore and it's become drudgery, you need to have a secession plan. But do not tell people, oh, I'm looking for jobs. I'm so over this. I'm ready to do something different. Or don't tell people that I've eyed this person over an accountant that I'm going to teach my job so that when I leave, I can recommend that they, that this you know accounting clerk gets my job because it'll be nice for him or her and I'll feel good about it when I'm going on to my next job or whatever. You know, don't broadcast your secession plan of when you're when you're wanting to make a move to your next stage. All right. But then there are some plans that are OK to share. And I'm just going to give you a few. And of course, throwaway ideas, you know, those what ifs, those wanderings. What if I decided to do this or that? You know, it's like, come see, come see. I'm not really sure I'm going to work with that. But that is an idea. It's not a plan, really. But it can look like a plan. But you can have the throwaway ideas. Then tentative plans, plans that you're on the fence about. You're not sure you want to do them or not, and you don't have an emotional attachment to them either way. And then another one would be the general polite social plans. Like, I'm thinking about going to this concert this weekend. I got an email about it and, you know, it might be cool. Now, why do you want to have plans that you're okay with sharing? Because in social company, if you never share anything, you look suspicious. And thus, you call, cause unnecessary attention to your lifestyle where people start stalking your um, social media and your, ha your lifestyle habits because if you're too quiet then they think you're up to something. I mean, you are, but you shouldn't cause attention to yourself, okay? All right, so now with the last few minutes I have, I want to get into how to have some actionable plans, okay? So the first thing is, is I do want to say that it really kind of depends on your personality tendency. I've covered this before, but um, I'm going to just mention it again. It comes from the book, The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. I have listed that book many times. Use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ and go search for it and you will definitely see it. But she has four different tendencies for people. This is what they tend to do 
socially. And so she has the upholder, the obliger, the questioner, and the rebel. And so the upholders, those are going to be your your staunch people. They are strict, regimented, have boundaries, and they do what they're supposed to. Then you have your obligers who are the majority of the population. And they are the people that they do stuff when other people are depending on them. They don't want to let others down. They Whereas they might not be able to do it if it's just them, they can definitely get it done if people are depending on them. Then you have your questioners and they question everything. Oh, yes. And they have to actually do their own research and prove that it is worth it before they are really ready to move. And then you have your rebels and your rebels, they have a need to be in charge that nobody is really the boss of them. And so they unconsciously or even subconsciously rebel when others try to impose their will on them. So based on how you have a tendency, um, this is how you might want to you want you might want to take that into account as you are uh, setting up your plans. Okay, and so taking action. Now, to take action, there are some different ways you can do it. There are some people who are direct to the point. They want to go to the heart of the matter and they want to start chipping away at it. That's fine. But then there are also some people who are periphery folk. They like to circle around the periphery, picking off the easier parts until they work their way down. So whereas the direct person, if you give them a lollipop, they're going to bite right in and chew it up. The uh, periphery person is going to continue to make licks on that pop until they get it all the way down to um, the the last little part uh, before they finish devouring it. And then there are um, uh, some other uh, tendencies that people have, and that is, is that they go and they try to learn every aspect of uh, the situation before they take any kind of action. And so with those three in mind, we're going to have to look at the uh, way to set up your implementation and your execution. And so let's get on it. So with your implementation, depending on how you look at things, the first thing I'm going to say is, is you want to look at who, not how, no matter who you are, figure out Once you've gone through and gotten your 30,000 foot overview strategy plan of where your before is and where you want to end up, break it down to everything that you can do and everything that you can get someone else to do. And I want to say just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. And so if it is non-essential that you have your hands on it, figure out who can get it done, not So remember, it's the who, not the how, because that is going to take away a lot of the friction that you find in trying to move to your execution plan. So once you've assigned that out, and I know you might be saying, well, Michelle, I don't have a lot of money. uh, Figure out ways that you can barter in kind and do other things where it might not require just coming up with cold hard cash or even consider using uh, interns and people who are trying to build a resume and a skill. You might it might take you longer to do it, but you can get it done. Okay, then that's uh, so that's execution, execution with the strategy in it. Then you're going to move to the excuse me, I said. I meant, forgive me, you guys, that's the implementation with the strategy in it. So then you're going to move to how you're going to execute. And the execution is going to entail step by step on the ground. 
Today we do this, tomorrow we do that. Um, We'll get this person and that person. This is where you actually start getting out and doing something. And so, like I said, depending on if you are a straight to the point person, your execution is probably going to be more in in detail than your uh, strategy than your implementation and vice versa. Now, like I said before, if you are a person, especially the questioners out there and you want to learn all the different stuff before you get started, I'm going to encourage you to get a project manager. It doesn't have to be a formal person, but it needs to be somebody maybe, and you don't want to call them accountability partner because questioners, oh, you don't do too well with those, but someone like a foreman or a project manager that keeps you on task. Yeah, something like that. You might want to try that out with what you're doing. And I, I'm talking about not just a business. I'm talking about if you're going to be dating, if you're trying to redecorate your house or find a house or start a business or um, do something in your community to make a difference. All of those things matter. But what you want to do is make sure that you set up your implementation and your execution plans uh, the best way that's going to help you to get it done. And the last thing I want to say before my time totally expires is don't get overwhelmed, bogged down, and lose the taste of the passion or the momentum. And so the way to do that is to make sure that when you are creating these plans and doing them, make sure to try to consciously focus on keeping each of the components as fresh, new, and exciting with a dash of of, uh, adventure as possible. You know, you want to do this because that will that will help you to stave off fear, dread or even overwhelm as you are going through executing your plans and keeping them adventurous is going to throw people off who might be nosy trying to figure out what you're up to. And so also be willing to build that in so that you're ready when someone says, well, what are you up to? And you were like, you know, just this or that, you know, and um Keep it to yourself. And you might be saying, well, when is it time to let people know your plans? I'm going to say it's time to let people in on your plans when you're too far gone for them to mess it up. And you'll know what that is depending on what you're trying to do. And so guess what, you guys? Yes, my time is up. I thank you for yours. I do want to encourage you to get going, get your plans going. You don't have to tell everybody everything. Get to work, get your implementation. If you can't do anything else, get that implementation strategy plan together and then start working on getting some help to execute it. So with that being said, yes, my time is up. This has been Michelle Spiver, your practical priestess of wisdom uh, with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to use our Amazon link to support the show at michellespiver.com forward slash AMZ. Check the show notes for other ways to support us. Thank you so much. And guess what? Yeah, I'm going to have to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.